fans. Welcome to This Week in the Blues. I'm your host, Jimbo Big Train Matson, and we're at Chicago's world-famous Rosa's Blues Lounge. We're going to do a little profile on Rosa's at the end of this episode, so be sure to stick around. But right now, let's take a look at what happened this week in blues history. Let's start with Odie Payne. This highly influential blues drummer was born on August 27, 1926, in Chicago, Illinois. Over his long career, he worked with a range of musicians, including, and this is quite a list, Sonny Boy Williamson, Muddy Waters, Jimmy Rogers, Eddie Taylor, Little Johnny Jones, Tampa Red, Otis Rush, Yank Ratchel, Sleepy John Estes, Little Brother Montgomery, Memphis Minnie, Magic Sam, Chuck Berry, and Buddy Guy. I told you it was a list. In the late 1940s, Payne joined Muddy Waters' band and played on classic recordings like Hoochie Coochie Man. Here's a ghost of Mississippi story. Delta Blind Billy, or just Blind Billy, was a traveling bluesman in Mississippi and performed with Big Boy Crudup and Papa Charlie McCoy. One of his notable songs, Hidden Man Blues, was an early variant of Man of Constant Sorrow, with the lyrics, Man of Sorrow All My Days, left the home where I've been raised. He recorded this version of the song in the 1930s. His play on Man of Constant Sorrow suggests he traveled extensively, possibly through Appalachia. He is also known for recording songs about being an outlaw, despite being legally blind. Delta Blues musician L.C. Ulmer was born on August 28, 1928. His career spanned over half a century, and he was featured in the 2008 documentary film M for Mississippi, a road trip through the birthplace of the blues. If you haven't seen it, it's available on YouTube. I highly suggest you go out and find it. It's pretty cool. Anyway, Ulmer's family moved to a plantation near Moss Hill, Mississippi. He was the youngest of 14 children, and the whole family played music. Ulmer's musical journey gained momentum in the 1940s when he began performing at local juke joints and bars. In the 1950s, he recorded his first single, It's a Long Road, which showcased his raw talent and emotional depth. However, Ulmer's career remained relatively underground as he focused primarily on playing in small venues across the Mississippi Delta. One of the most popular black female recording artists of the 1950s, Dinah Washington, was born on August 29th in 1924. Primarily a blues and jazz vocalist, she performed and recorded in a variety of styles, including R&B and traditional pop music. She gave herself the title, The Queen of the Blues. She was a 1986 inductee of the Alabama Jazz Hall of Fame and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993. Blues guitarist and vocalist Luther Georgia Boy Johnson was born on August 30th with a birth year ranging anywhere between 1934 and 1941. He was born Lucius Brinson in Davisboro, Georgia. He was raised on a farm and taught himself to play guitar. He's sometimes credited with the blues name Georgia Boy, Snake, or Snake Boy. After completing a service in the U.S. Army, Johnson eventually relocated to Chicago in the early 1960s, where he backed Elmore James, Muddy Waters, and Chicago Bob Nelson. In 1970, Johnson moved to Boston, Massachusetts, and found work on the blues festival and college circuits, and released several albums. Jump blues pianist, singer, and songwriter Mercy D. Walton was born on August 30, 1915. 
One writer described Walton's songs as a series of memorable blues about the unattractiveness of rural life, mostly aimed at a black migrant workers in Southern California who made up his typical audience. Walton was born in Waco, Texas, and began playing piano at the age of 13. He learned his style from many of the 10 cent party house pianists that played out in the country on weekends. He had a national hit on specialty records with One Room Country Shack, which is now considered a blues standard. Chicago-based blues singer and guitarist Joanna Connor was born on August 31st in 1962. Connor was born in New York City and then raised in Worcester, Massachusetts. After moving to Chicago in 1984, she was drawn to the Chicago blues scene. Since then, she's played with Buddy Guy, Junior Wells, Otis Rush, Pine Top Perkins, Hubert Sumlin, Magic Slim, Sun Seals, Lonnie Brooks, and Coco Taylor, just to name a few. Connor has signed endorsement deals with Gibson Guitars, Victoria Amps, Abella Strings, and Mesa Boogie Amps, and Orange Amps. Blues singer and occasional guitarist Nelson Wilborn was born August 31st in 1907. Better known as Red Nelson or Dirty Red, his recording career lasted over a decade. Two of his standout songs are Crying Mother Blues and Streamline Train, both recorded in 1936. His accompanists included Cripple Clarence Lofton, Blind John Davis, Black Bob, Kansas Joe McCoy, Papa Charlie McCoy, Big Bill Brunzi, and Lonnie Johnson. Piedmont blues guitarist and mandolin player Floyd Council was born on September 2nd in 1911. He promoted himself as the Devil's Daddy-in-Law. Born in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, in the late 1920s and 30s, he and Blind Boy Fuller played on street corners in the area. Council recorded twice at sessions with Fuller in the mid-1930s. And here's one bit of trivia. An English rock band got their name from the liner notes of a 1962 album by Blind Boy Fuller. Credited there are the names of South Carolina bluesman Pink Anderson and Floyd Council. And Pink Floyd was born. Now a little bit about Rose's Lounge. It's a Chicago blues club with a great story. It's owned and operated by the family of Italian immigrant Tony Mangiulo. He met Junior Wells and Buddy Guy while they were on tour in Italy. In 1978, he just came to Chicago and showed up at the doorstep. And in 1984, he opened Roses, which was named after his mother, who had followed him there to help. Artists who have played on Roses stage include legends like Honey Boy Edwards, Homesick James, and Pine Top Perkins. But they also showcase today's blue artists like Melvin Taylor, Sugar Blue, Eddie Taylor Jr., and Lurie Bell. Roses was named Chicago's Best Blues Club by the New York Times. Well, blues fans, we just covered some of the highlights here. If you want to know more about these artists or other things that happened this week in the blues, be sure to follow our social media pages or visit our website at BigTrainBlues.com. We'll have a new episode next week, and we'll see you then.